You are now listening to The Wide Horn Project. And we're live. Alec, over here on the West Coast, one of your hosts, also introducing my boy Dylan. He's the other host of this podcast. We call this podcast The Wide Horn Project, and you're listening to Episode 10. Thanks for joining us today, guys. We've got a good quote for you. Dylan, do you think we should just jump right into this quote, or what do you think? Oh, I mean, you are on fire right now. Just keep it going. Let's go. Yeah, I got the undiagnosed ADHD, they like to say. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> so um, this one comes from James Clear. Dylan and I were just talking about James Clear before the episode started. So James Clear wrote the book Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. I, I have a funny feeling I read this in college or high school. I I could have. I could not have. Maybe the book has just got a good title, and I think I've probably seen that in New York Times bestseller thing at Barnes & Noble. But anyways, here we go. So the desire to belong often overpowers the desire to improve. James Clear. Yeah. No, that's – I mean if you want to, yeah, far away. (laughs) Do the listeners want me to read it again? Okay. So the desire to belong often overpowers the desire to improve. Sure. Sure. We'll leave it at that. That's the quote. That's the that end of the episode That's right it. there. That's Bang. All you Thanks need. for listening to episode 10, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitive um, statement. There's well, that's no just rebuttal. because most people are, are scared to get out of their comfort zones, and they're more worried about fitting in and being a follower than they are trying to prove themselves or improve because the desire to belong offer, often overpowers the desire to improve. Yeah, well, because everybody wants to feel like they fit in. Who wouldn't want – nobody wants to feel like an outcast. Feeling like an outcast sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck. <laughs> but, it does. But, but I mean, that's and that's the whole point, though, right? Is like you look at people. I mean, that's society in a nutshell. It's everybody just copying mm-hmm. everybody else. And I will say though that mm-hmm. there are there's a lot of evidence, and history has shown us that doing things that other people do is actually that can be beneficial. It's useful. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Um, I, I, there's another quote that I love. That's don't. Don't bother doing something – I'm going to butcher this, but this is generally how it how it is. It's like don't bother doing something different from somebody else unless you have a good reason to. That's not how the beginning part of that quote but it's the yeah. same idea. I just said it differently. Basically what that means is like you shouldn't do anything different unless there's a good reason. So you know if – yeah, you don't, should don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Kind exactly, of yeah. So you know, if you're gonna brush your teeth every day, twice a day, or whatever it may have you be, that's the best way to do it. Don't go reinventing the wheel. Like, don't brush your teeth 700 times a day, or don't go the opposite way and brush it once a week. You fucking nasty. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's things like that where I, I the desire to belong. Yes, but this is a very we, this is one we got a tightrope on. I think we got to we got to yeah. walk on it because there are definitely a lot of reasons to to go with the crowd because I think it will benefit you. But there are definitely reasons that you should improve yourself rather than doing degenerative habits like binge drinking and eating shitty food. Great, great, great point there. I almost kind of think of like, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang around with. So Mm -hmm. it's like you got to audit your crowd a little bit and see what's going on around them. And I feel like people get so comfortable in their group or in their crowd that they almost don't want to step away because they're too scared of – not being a part of something or being a part of something that they feel comfortable in. It's all about breaking comfortability and being uncomfortable. And and I used to say this when I was an RA. For those listening, I used to be an RA in college. Uh, my senior year, they gave you free free uh, housing and free food. And you also got to take care of people, which is great. Uh, but anyways, 
the long story short is is that most people don't want to lean into discomfort, right? And like leaning into discomfort is is actually the moments where you grow the most, right? Which is obvious. But why do you think, in your opinion, why do you think most people are afraid to step out of their comfort zones or are afraid to leave their friend groups behind? Is it just because of the unknown and then they have no idea of what else there is out there and they're just afraid of not finding balance? My, my, I, I'm, I, I'm actually concerned that most people are just so complacent that most people just want to belong and don't want to improve. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's complicated and it's complicated. Yeah, you might not have the answers. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm voicing the question to our our listeners and to you. Yeah, but so it's complicated. Um, but with that being said. I generally think that people fall into a few different categories when it comes to this overwhelming sense to stay with the pack rather than break off. Um, and I and I think you can chalk it down to a few different areas. Number one, there's the group that I classify as just the, the blissfully ignorant. The people that just have no idea that there's anything better or that there's anything wrong with their situation. Um, there's a reason that ignorance is bliss is a statement and it's true. It's why mm-hmm. like when people get older and they become more educated, oftentimes depression, anxiety, self-awareness brings actual like a lot of self-suffering. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but that's just the reality of life is the more you know, the more difficult it becomes, I think, to navigate. So I think there's people that don't even realize that's one group. Mm-hmm. I think there's another group of people that they recognize that they want to do something different, but they don't know anybody else in their personal lives that have done something like that. They don't have any good, good right. role models. And so they look at the task and it's like, it's very like wide, like stretching and, and it's a huge thing. And they, they can't even conceptualize like how to take the first step towards doing yeah. something else. Um, so that's, I think like the, the second very definable group. And then there's the third group, which is the fucking the most fucked up one, I think, in my opinion, which is the people that know that they could be doing better. They know how to do it, and but they just they they can't muster up enough reason to actually do it. They they're choosing to stay where they are because mm-hmm. it requires less less effort and energy, and they've written off what they could be for what they are because they're just. They're just complacent. They're content, like you mentioned. That's so, just laziness, yeah. And it's and it's laziness, but I think even laziness can be broken down into further things that are more complicated. That's for another episode. But sure. So I think there are. Then again, I don't want to overgeneralize. There probably no. are subcategories off of each of these. But if you break it down, like these are probably the three or so main areas of like people who are very group mentality um, that just remain like that for most, if not all, of their their lives so well i feel like the the third group you mentioned is probably the largest if i'm not mistaken most mm-hmm. people know what they should be doing and choose not to do it out of comfort notice how i said it's the most fucked up it is the most fucked up because you got the most people in it that's, that's why pretty that's pretty nuts yeah we i mean we actively work against ourselves every day and you know that i know that it's no surprise mm-hmm. anybody with any inch or inkling of self-awareness and understand that it's almost like it feels written into the fabric of us as human beings modern human beings to just actively do shit that we know is not 
um, necessarily beneficial for us. It's actually detrimental. And I think a lot of that has to do with technology, just making things a lot easier for us. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to, to work for our food or do things in a way that expends like a lot of energy or time. Everything's so convenient. So there really is no threat to like being the, the more honest man or the more right. like wholesome guy because you still have food on your table. You can still, mm -hmm. you know, get everything you need, take your showers and play your video games. So um, the moral high road is definitely like – thrown aside for because of the fact that there's really no consequence for not you know right well do you think that most people don't want to improve because they don't know what's on the other side of improvement they've never seen the full side of improvement so that they're just kind of like well i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of good here because wh why do i have to change what i know is already pretty solid and pretty decent i got food on the table i'm able to go to work i got my shit i got my clothes on you know i got a place to stay i feel like most people are just complacent in the fact that they don't know what else is out there even myself i i don't know what's on the other side of improvement always but i know that going through and trying and challenging myself is obviously the best way to go about finding more about myself more about what else is out there how to improve myself how to become a better person become a better man i i think most people are just unsure of what is on the other side of improvement and that's why they choose to for lack of a better term be lazy <clears throat> I don't know. It, it raises a lot of good questions, honestly. It's a good quote. James Clear. Habits. Atomic habits. You got any bad habits, yeah. Dylan? <laughs> yeah. I do have bad habits, and, and a lot of the bad habits, really, they're not – again, it's all relative. No, so I my know, bad habits or whatever – well, no. I'm, so my bad habits to me are bad, but to somebody else, be like, these are fucking – No, they're kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's fine. You, you know? Exactly. So it, habits are, are, are judgmental. Or, right. Our perspective. So you have to be careful when you talk about things. But there are some habits that are actually just across the board pretty bad. Like if you're an hab a habitual smoker, I don't judge and say, like, oh, that's a bad habit because like I think there's a stigma associated with it. It's just a bad – it's just – It's a, not a good like, thing to do. It's objectively bad for your health. Like It's, you, it's better to not <laughs> smoke than to smoke. Right, exactly, way. right. Just like it's better to wear clothes out in public you know, than it is to run around nude all the time. I some would people would argue. Say, yeah, I would actually say I would love to see everybody running around San Diego naked, but sometimes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I bet you would. But yeah. when it comes down to people, <laughs> when it comes down to people being lazy or just not wanting to make changes and and do things in their lives that they know would be a benefit to them, I I think you can boil it down to a lot of fear. A lot of fear of losing things yeah. versus the 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 fear of loss versus the joy of gaining. Psychologically, that's a that's a thing. Like we're hardwired to way of saying it to Christ, protect. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're hardwired to protect what we have, and and really fear a lot of uh, the possibilities of taking a risk and it not panning out and losing what we have already worked so hard to attain. So I think that that is something that definitely drives people to not want to commit to making any change. And also, it's just hard. Like, we don't need to make it all complicated and dive into all these other reasons as to why somebody right. might not want to do it. It's just hard. It's hard to change your your habits. It's hard to go and do something that's different from what you're used to. And then to stick to that consistently, especially when nobody else in your crowd or your group is doing mm -hmm. the same thing. Who yeah. Nobody wants – you know, you have no one to hang out with and you fear you, your whole life collapses under you so right it's the fear of the unknown 100 percent. but yeah it's important to think about it's a good one i think that, a, yeah well so. i mean 
No, you're good. I think the other question, and I, and I, I'll ask you this question because I think it's interesting. I love to I love to throw difficult ones at you, but mm. I mean, for you personally, like if you weren't self aware and you didn't know in your situation, like what what the 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 right road for you was versus what the not right road for you was, right? What what the incorrect path might be. I mean, do you feel that you would be in a situation that you would be able to recognize that and correct yourself um, if if you didn't have the base that you had? Like, do you do you trust yourself and your mm-hmm. own strengths enough to believe that like you could pull yourself out of a situation where you didn't have a lot of support or role models? Like, well, I think yeah, I think most people need. If you're asking me personally, I think that I've been in enough situations where I've received feedback or criticism that prompted me to change a habit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not performing well enough at this. Okay, great. What's the easiest thing I can do is just change the fucking habits that I'm doing in order to get the outcome that I'm getting, right? But if you're not getting any criticism or any feedback, it can be very challenging for you to come to realization on your own. It's kind of like I think about this in the way of like how people gain weight. You know, like you almost don't realize it until you're too far gone or you look mm-hmm. at a picture of where you're like, oh, like nine months ago, I was in way better shape than I was. Yeah. You know, you have to have you have to have something to compare yourself to. And in life, we don't always have like these checkpoints where we can compare ourselves to something. And and that makes it hard because you can't. But that also comes into play where. You got to surround yourself with people that are going to elevate you and are going to improve who you are as a person. The funny part is, is, is that this quote is about leaving those people behind in order to elevate yourself. So it's a tough one, man. I mean, it's it's a lot to think about. It really is. Well, and now I look at it from another point of view. So if you take the crowd, right? So you talk about leaving. Going mm-hmm. somewhere else, finding a new group, whatever, improving and elevating yourself. Have we ever stopped to consider, like, what if belonging to the group meant improving? Like, what if in order yeah. to belong to the group, you actually had to improve? Like, then you, then this whole quote mm-hmm. falls on its face because then right. it's saying, but then at that point, then what would, in that specific instance, would the desire to belong be greater than the one to improve when in order to belong, you needed to improve? That's yeah. A mind that's fuck. that's a, no. That is that is a mind fuck. But I get where you're coming from because it's 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 almost saying you're already challenging yourself by surrounding yourself among people who you're not that comfortable with, right? Like that's like saying you're leaving your friends behind. You you're pursuing a career in X, Y, or Z, so you're going to surround yourself around those kinds of people, and then you feel very uncomfortable. But that's just perception on what desire is and what improvement – or like what what belonging is and what improvement is. People have different understandings and perceptions on those two kinds of things. So that's where you can kind of go either way with the quote and it could fall on itself in that way. But yeah, I think think it's pretty straightforward in the way that that James Clear is saying it, you know? It it is. I – in my opinion, the only bulwark against not – like falling into the group mentality and into this like group thinking, you know, where you basically stagnate is to constantly always being improving. And I, I believe that people that are only focused on 
that are truly focused on the right things, which is improving and building habits that help get better. You shouldn't ever be satisfied with the situation. And that also means that you really should be, like you said, evaluating your friend group and never really being satisfied with that group and never really considering it a group to begin with because it should mm-hmm. be fluid and it should be changing. If you're doing things the right way, because um, sure. people change and their situations change. Now, it's very likely that at the end of it, you might be sitting with the same five, six, seven guys or gals. Like that's, that's a possibility. It's just mm-hmm. unlikely that that's going to be the case. So maybe it's more so breaking down the idea of that you even having a group to avoid falling into the pitfall of, mm. you know. What if what if it was like the desire to belong is work, right? What if it's your your job, right? What if we take it from that perspective? The desire to belong often overpowers the desire to improve. What if that meant like you don't want to leave your job, but you know that you should? That's kind yeah. of trippy. That's kind of a trippy thing to think about because you've got security, you've got a paycheck, but you know that what you're doing really isn't living up to your full potential. Yeah. That that's kind of a direct correlation to what what it's saying as well. Yeah, and I like that take too because it also introduces the the other piece of it which we haven't really talked about, which is the psychology of the group itself. So, like mm-hmm. in that instance, right. your work, your work. What, what is the belonging in in general? Right. You're working in this group and you want to belong to the group, but what is the psychology of the group that you're actually looking for that mm-hmm. affirmation from in the first place? You know it. You know that it's inherently probably toxic. It's why you're miserable doing it. It's probably mm-hmm. why you, you – but, but at the same time, there's that – the dueling instinct is that you want to still belong to it. It's like mm-hmm. you don't like it, but you want to still belong in it and, it, and yeah. one feeds the other. Of, of just like resentment and negativity. So when you talk about it in a work setting, it beca- I think the quote becomes even more difficult to really break down because yeah. – <laughs> not difficult to break down. I think like you said, it's straightforward. But it, it becomes more difficult to really understand the psychology behind w- why you'd want to belong given there are so many blatant reasons as to not. At least a friend group, it's like mm-hmm. you're, they're your friends. So you're mm-hmm. hanging out with them. Like there's yeah. a lot of positive. So it makes sense why you'd want to belong even if it's their shitty derogatory – like things that are going on, but like work, oftentimes you want to belong and you don't even fucking like those people. So mm-hmm. that's like even weirder group of, I don't know why people want to belong there. I yeah. guess social constructs or whatever, but well, that's a hot take on, on James clear from uh, atomic habits. That's probably our most recent quote that we've, yeah. Heard. Or as far as like in, the, in, in the order of the time, in like the timeline of life, like that's probably definitely. Well, history. so, we're rounding out episode number 10. That's five weeks of nice, consistent, smooth Love content. I hope you guys have been enjoying the consistency with the schedule. We really have been working hard to stick to our timelines yeah. and our regular scheduling. But now that we've reached 10, you know, I and, and we were playing with some of these new people, these new quotes, it, it would be nice for us to kind of maybe explore outside of just like your standard mm-hmm. philosophy and maybe start talking about some other quotes from just like prominent figures and things that make you think. Um, really, that's what we're trying to accomplish here. And so I think that um, what the what the, the the community wants, the listeners, the, the Whitehorn gang, mm-hmm. what, what everybody out there wants, as well as what we feel compelled to talk about is what's going to guide us um, while we continue making content. So wanted to kind of just throw that out there as you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, um, the, the variations that we've made in, in a lot of the content that we've brought more recently. Definitely. Well, hey, always a pleasure, Dylan. Appreciate having you on. You want to lead us with anything or do you want to take us home with anything? Yeah, everyone check us out. 
Apple Apple Podcasts. I almost said Apple Music, but if you're an <laughs> Apple Music subscriber, you got fucking Apple Podcasts. You do. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know the three platforms. Also, give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Instagram, at Widehorn Project. Appreciate all the love and support as always. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.